Hey, everybody, just a quick uh, note here before the episode starts. We just wanted to kind of pop in and let you know that we recorded this a couple of weeks ago. And um, in it, we have some statistics and stuff that we shared that are a little bit outdated. <laughs> but yeah, in two uh, weeks, it's changed a lot. Yeah, it's things, crazy. things have changed a ton. Uh, a lot more than we anticipated mm-hmm. for it. A lot more than a lot of people have anticipated. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, uh, but we just wanted to make sure that nobody felt when they listened to it that we were making too light of the scenario. And so we just kind of want to give you a heads up. We always laugh and joke about stuff and there's no difference in this no. topic. Yeah, that's our life. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but we just didn't want you to feel like we were, you know, making too light of the scenario. So yeah. we'll just kind of leave it at that. But uh, we hope that you listen. We hope that you enjoy. And uh, we hope that you're staying safe out there because a lot of people's lives have been impacted by this. And I mean, myself not excluded from that. We just yeah, got Jake went on. gets to teach online now. <laughs> yeah, our schools got closed in, in Utah for the next two weeks, if not longer. And, um, so I got a lot to scramble and figure out over the next couple of weeks for my kids. And it's, uh, you know, it's something to be aware of. So yeah, that's we're really kind of talking in the clinic now, what that looks like for us, you know, cause we don't know yeah. what it looks like. So we'll see the AVMA just put out different kind of guidelines and, and things and recommendations for veterinarians in America too, on ways to keep you and your staff safe. And, and your clients and customers safe too. So yeah. it's kind of, kind of interesting, kind of crazy, but we're, li- we're going to look at this silver lining too, that we're going to have a lot of time to record <laughs> podcast episodes since we're going to be spending a lot of more time at home. A now. lot more time at home. And I'm going to be able to get a lot more done around the house. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we hope that you enjoy the episode. And um, like we say at the end, please make sure that you uh, share this around. I think that there's a lot of really good information in here that uh, a lot of people will probably find interesting considering the topic of the time. So, all right, hope you enjoy. Teacher Vet is a podcast about topics in veterinary medicine. Though we strive to provide research-based information, it is not intended to be used as medical advice. So if Fido's feeling sick, be sure to take him to your vet. Trust us, they know what they are doing. Hi, I'm Jacob Vockler, and I'm the teacher. Hi, I'm Amanda Vockler, and I'm the vet. And you're listening to Teacher Teacher Vet. Vet. It's been a little bit, but uh, we just totally nailed the introduction without practicing. (laughs) (laughs) One take. One take. Boom. Boom. All right. And thanks for listening to the new episode. Uh, we're, we'll be back next week. That's a mission accomplished. All right. And I'm going to bed. And it's time for sleep. All right. Awesome. Hey, welcome to uh, welcome to our new episode. It's been a little while, but uh, excited to be back in recording in our super new cool studio. Yeah. Also in our known new as house. Yeah, our, our closet, closet in our new house. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I'll tell you what. This is a lot better in my opinion. It's, it's a lot more comfortable. It was a lot easier to kind of set up. So should be uh, should be a good round two. We call it. I think I said session or season two. Season two. Season two. We'll call it season two. Yeah. So hey, we um we're excited to be back. It was really uh it was a crazy break, but uh, we are gonna start. We're going to come in hot on this first one back. We decided to tackle a big deal. What are we going to talk about? 
COVID-19. <laughs> or as... Uh, coronavirus. Coronavirus is right. Yeah. So we're going to jump right into coronavirus. We this... have to. A dog tested positive. So now, I mean... The world's ending. Yeah. Before when it was Now just... it got my interest. Yeah. When... No. <laughs> <laughs> when it was just humans. Just meh. humans. Meh. Doesn't have my interest. Now a dog's involved. Okay. Done. Now I'm a little interested. Oh, it's time to get down but to business. To not give away how I feel about it, but I'm going to give away how I feel about it is <laughs> still kind of, meh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But, uh, no, but you know, like, that's a little glimpse into our life as a whole. Um, you overall- I get excited about dogs. You're, you're a very <laughs> caring person. Uh, if some human is hurt- you're, you feel bad about it. If a kid is hurt, you feel pretty bad about it. If an animal is hurt, you feel terrible about it. <laughs> no. I mean, kids and, and animals are like, probably. Right about there. Yeah. Yeah. Animals are. There are. I think, I think. You the could only have... movies that I cry in are ones that when animals care. Oh, yeah. Or... <laughs> you're the one where we're watching a movie and you're like, oh, no, the poor horse. <laughs> There's a thing that said that no horses or animals were hurt in the filming <laughs> of this video, Amanda. Just enjoy the show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Tangent. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we're going to tackle coronavirus. You know, we're going to talk a couple of things. Uh, up front, we want to establish what is coronavirus, okay? Because um, I think we've got a pretty educated audience. And so I think a lot of people are going to know, but it, but I think it's important to establish kind of that baseline right mm -hmm. so that for the rest of the podcast you know what is coronavirus at its core right so um this was kind of uh it was it was interesting to me because i don't i'm not from a science background a lot of times in a lot of the research that we have to do um i learn a whole lot about yeah. science as well the historical aspect of things is all important but um I have to ask you a lot of questions on how things are done. Mm -hmm. This one was interesting to me because uh, everybody just keeps saying, oh, coronavirus, coronavirus. And the, have you seen the funny meme floating around where it's like... There's a lot of funny memes right there's, now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but like the, the Lysol... has been very entertaining. <laughs> the Lysol wipes and Lysol spray says on there, we'll kill coronavirus. And everybody's like... Oh, what, like they knew it was coming. And so, <laughs> but when you read a little bit more about coronavirus, coronavirus is just a vague kind of a general term for mm -hmm. a virus it's a genus of a whole group or yeah. genus of viruses yeah. that are out there and even in the veterinary field there's a lot that are under the, that category or genus of viruses of coronaviruses yeah. that can affect all species not this coronavirus of what we can tell so far but yeah, yeah there's a whole list of them yeah, and it, I mean, the reality is, so when you use the, the generic term coronavirus, um, people listening to this, or either you or someone you know, has probably had a version of coronavirus as far as just like your common cold is concerned. Yeah. You know, and so it's not the coronavirus that everybody's worried about, but it's a coronavirus you mm -hmm. probably had. So when we talk about coronavirus, we're just, it's it's a virus it's like your typical cold, right? The illness that it typically will cause. For people. For people. Yeah, for people. <laughs> it's very clearly here identifying for people. It is an illness in animals and humans um, that can cause a variety of different things. I know in humans, everything, it's just your common cold, right? Your upper respiratory infection kind of scenario. Mm -hmm. People will be like, oh, I got a head cold. I'm stuffy. 
kind of coughing, drainage, all that stuff. Fever. Fever, yeah. Um, in some, the, it gets a little bit more severe. Um, mm-hmm. It could go, it could be, you know, nausea and, and diarrhea and stuff like that is what I was reading. But those are different strains. But that's all related to a coronavirus type virus. So what we, when we start talking more about the specific coronavirus going on right now, they've titled it COVID-19, mm-hmm. right? Um, some people are silly about it. And they're like, oh, they want us to say this because of its political reasons. Like, no, because coronavirus is such a vague thing. COVID-19 is this specific strain of yeah. coronavirus. Because so. there's a coronavirus that dogs can get there's a coronavirus that cats can get but they are very different even within those two species yeah so yeah um gosh this is on the spot i was trying to think of like an example that that would that would help you know make sense to kind of drive that point home i mean i guess it would be it could be something like you know well all houses are the same well kind of i mean they have four walls and a roof and some rooms inside but mm-hmm. the house we currently live in is quite different from the house that we lived in before. You know, they, they, there's different purposes, there's different layouts and, and, you know, to, I mean, that gets, it's apples and oranges a little bit, but sure. Is a house a house? Sure. Is coronavirus a coronavirus? Sure. But there's different types within that yeah. kind of overarching thing. Why they put it in the same, I guess, name or classification or genus is what you would say is it's the structure of the virus, how the virus behaves, so how the virus will replicate um, or duplicate, and then also just, I mean, the structure, the how the virus looks um, is what then classifies it as a coronavirus. I just thought of something. I could kick myself. I just, <laughs> I just tried to think of this, like, abstract way to explain how all coronaviruses are different, and I used the house. How about with just saying, like, it'd be like somebody saying, oh, I've had a dog once, so I understand all dog breeds. Like, well, that's not necessarily true. How did I not think about that on an animal podcast? <laughs> I'm a freaking idiot. <laughs> there you go. But uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to agree with that. <laughs> no, honey, you're so smart. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Amanda. Thanks. No. That, that was very helpful. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, it makes more sense now to me. Yeah, I mean, you bring it back to a dog. Yeah, (laughs) you know, a pit bull is different than a chihuahua. Very simply put, are they within the same group of of dog? Sure, of dog. Of (laughs) dog. I was going to say that's a good thing. I was going to say family. They're all the same genus. Correct me. Yeah, see, they're the same. (laughs) Technically, they're in the same genus. I'm going to shut up. They're a different breed. (laughs) I'm going to move on. I'm showing my lack of intelligence in this specific realm. Yeah, (laughs) that's okay though. I always get because a lot of times, then scientists are just going to come back in in ten years, anyways, when this isn't really going to matter, and then they're going to decide to change the name yeah. of the virus, or then they'll decide to change the genus or the classification of it, just then to mess with those of us that needed to memorize <laughs> said virus. <laughs> I know you spent a whole semester in school memorizing this, but now. It's something now different. Now it's actually, and then it's always like this two-sentence thing of like this, formerly known as this, for all of us that like were trained for yeah. this title. And then they go in and scientists have to 
keep it interesting with how they name and classify stuff. They have to justify their job, come up with new things. <laughs> Everybody knows that no new scientific discovery has been made in the last like 50 years. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's totally how it goes. <laughs> you, my favorite thing is when I say something outlandish and stupid and you just dismiss it by not even giving it the time of day. No. Everybody listening, this is this is a view. This is a window into our marriage right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm way funnier than she thinks I am. <laughs> <laughs> Your silence is deafening. Anyway, coronavirus. Mm, so, so yeah. well all right, so um something I thought would be important was just be identifying coronavirus like to give some examples right so when we say coronavirus we're talking about the genus um we've all heard of not all but we've probably all heard of different types of outbreaks of a coronavirus in Mm -hmm. our lifetime um Mm -hmm. in the 2000s there was the which we survived which we did survive that's a very good point just gonna put that out there in the early 2000s there was an outbreak of a coronavirus that was uh it was the severe acute respiratory syndrome which was also known as SARS yeah yeah so I was I mean I remember that and I remember everybody like wearing masks it's a big deal watch out for SARS yeah I remember mm -hmm. too I mean we were youngish or younger ish but I mean it was still I remember it being a big deal everybody's worried about it and to be fair it yeah. was a pretty lethal version of the coronavirus. That was um, the thing I was reading was identifying that that strain was more deadly than it was contagious. Obviously, it was contagious, but it yeah. was more deadly. It was more, more severe deadly in comparison yeah. to. It, yeah, it would be mm-hmm. more. It would be, and we're going to talk about the current strain here in a little bit. But it was. It would be more deadly to your average, even healthy person. Yeah. Where like this coronavirus, this the COVID nineteen is more. It's more dangerous to, like, if you already older, have a health issue yeah, of some or sort. Older yeah. population. Um, but it's spreading like wildfire, where SARS spread, but it was just a little bit, it was less. Anyway, um, another one was is MERS, and I didn't have that much background knowledge on MERS. Um, I'm not even going to lie. I hadn't even heard of it. But it's the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, um, and it spread in around Saudi Arabia in 2012 pretty heavily. And I guess that there's still some... Uh, there's been some diagnosis of it somewhat recently, uh, and it still exists, but it, it wasn't nearly as bad. And that one didn't spread worldwide. It stayed very much um, in the Middle East, but uh, mm. it was a coronavirus, and it, and it had spread. Um, and so our current version of the coronavirus that everybody's freaking out about, like we said already, it's called COVID-19. Um, it was also, I saw another one where they called it, they had called it SARS-CoV something, because um, I guess it has, it's just that respiratory issue. They're wanting to identify that. But uh, symptoms associated to COVID-19 so far have been fever, coughing, um, intense exhaustion, and some have experienced some headaches, uh, nasal congestion, runny noses, sore throat, diarrhea. Other than diarrhea, uh, I mean, like that just sounds like your common cold for the most part. Um, yeah. The more severe ones have, have gotten some of the other ones. But, uh, I mean, so there it is. I mean, that's COVID-19. That's what we that's what we have. Uh, why is everybody freaking out about it? Because of it spreading everywhere. <laughs> and that's what people are worried about. And, yeah, the, it is, there has been some fatalities to mm-hmm. that. There's also been fatalities from the flu, too. Yeah, which we like, can... A vaccinate lot against yeah <laughs> a lot more and right now there's not a vaccine for this coronavirus mm-hmm. um but the 
the biggest thing to know and understand about coronaviruses in general and what classifies them in a group, um, part of their structure is their, do you remember? Did you learn about this in your research? I can tell you what they look like. (laughs) (laughs) They're enveloped. Oh, yeah, I didn't read that, no. You didn't read that? (laughs) No, no, I didn't. I genuinely didn't. (laughs) That's a big part of it. I could act like I'm really cool, but no, I didn't. So some viruses have an envelope, and it's kind of like when you think of an envelope. Is that how it gets around so quickly? It's like, (laughs) like, oh, that was was my dad joke of the podcast. that's terrible. I bet you forgot that I try and squeeze a dad joke in everywhere. No, no. They're enveloped, so they're able to be mailed faster. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. It's essentially just an outer covering like from a film the virus. Of some sort or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a lipid that's around. It's a fat. Yeah. I knew yeah. that. It's an outer membrane have lots of lipids. that they get from. So these viruses, when they replicate, they essentially kind of bud off. Okay. Like, you know, like a lava lamp, like how Bloop. they sit and bud around. Bloop. Yeah. Blue. Yeah. And then vi- these viruses are circular. Circular. Right? That's correct. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. in a little bit. Yeah. So that's the the biggest thing. So with that envelope, that actually makes the virus really easy to kill. Wait, I can kill coronavirus? Yeah. <laughs> so what are we all freaking out about? With soap. <laughs> Wait. I just need to wash my freaking hands and I well, can get rid of coronavirus. Why, that's why Lysol wipes can say uh, that, that, it's, kill it. that it can kill yeah. coronavirus because it's an enveloped virus. I'm just going to start washing my hands now. So it's really easy to kill that because that lipid layer is really easy to... So anything that has like alcohol or properties of like alcohol to it mm-hmm. can break through that lipid layer and then essentially kill that virus and make it not able to replicate or cause damage wreak havoc in a body so yeah washing your hands Hmm. is pretty big well thanks for listening to the episode wash your hands and that's the end right (laughs) but it i mean like in all sincerity and that's the good thing about it so there's other viruses that are not enveloped that can then live in the environment and hang around for a long time because it's so much of harder that. to kill. Because it's so much harder to kill. Yeah. But that's the benefit with something so simple. You can stop the spread of this virus. Um, a question for you. Yeah. The they were saying um, that the 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 hope would be that we can get ourselves to summer. Um, and, and get warmer weather in the areas yeah. that it's spreading. And, and that's pretty typical. Heat. Colds are colds are less in the summer than, you know, like yeah. sometimes you get a summer cold, but it's less often. So does it have anything to do with the envelope too, or is it heat just heat can, in general? He can kind of damage it too. Which can kind of kill more than not, but yeah. yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, they were, I mean, were, I was listening to a radio show and they were, they were being a pretty, they were being kind of rude about it, but they were just like, <laughs> people, like, in China, in food markets, don't just touch raw, nasty meat and then go shake people's hands like they were like, wash your hands. Um, it's, they're f- not far off, though, from the truth. I mean, that's how it spread. So there's a lot of freaking out right now. I mean, the NBA just came out and they were like, players, before we, before you play games, don't shake hands with each other. And like, they're yeah. just like, just dap it up. Right? So just like pound it a little bit. Um, to which the guy said, 
So is that happening before or after they pass a sweaty ball around, yeah. you know, basketball around for two hours mm-hmm. on a court? <laughs> but that's it's... my question too. Is so everybody's been told to wash their hands and avoid contact, but then now there's all these people going out in droves to stock up for the apocalypse, right at the stores. <laughs> yeah. I was so at now Walmart. you're congregating around more people. <laughs> Yeah, let's all swarm into one location, get a whole bunch of stuff. All right, yeah. That's to, not, necess- uh, not, that's not necessary. That's not necessary. Yeah, it's yeah. I went to Walmart this morning and it was crazy. It I was haven't absolutely been to crazy. The store. Oh, it I was haven't unreal. been to the store all week. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, grocery pickup. <laughs> <laughs> Just as long as the person who's giving you your groceries washed their hands. I know. Nasty. It makes people. you question it. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it like. Okay, so with that said, though. Um, this strain, right? Yeah. So how does, how does this, how does coronavirus as a general term, right? How does it become COVID-19 and then become this like epic spreading disease, you know, just in general terms? I mean, I know there's a lot that we don't know about COVID-19. Yeah. But I, I mean, think in... that's a, that's a great question for the virologists and the epidemiologists <laughs> that are figuring that out right yeah. now. <laughs> Everything I've read. Somebody um... that's smarter than me. <laughs> well, but, but give yourself a little bit of credit. We talked about this um, a little bit ago. So, so everything that they're, they're really having a hard time identifying where it came from. Right. Yeah. So I don't remember which one it was, but either SARS or Mer- one of them came from a cat actually, as they yeah. were able to identify that. Um, yeah. Right now, the big conversation, they think that, that a coronavirus on a, a bat in China is the thing that kind of happened. So it had a coronavirus. Um, it got onto a human, right. Mm-hmm. Transmitted to a human. And then it, mutated adjusted or something happened in that process right yeah and that's how a lot of some of these can happen Mm -hmm. right that i mean you think of bird flu swine flu think of how they got their names yeah (laughs) it came yeah so this could be came from an animal yeah the bat virus eventually is what this will be known as into a human and this is this is why veterinary medicine is important to humans too. <laughs> yeah. Well, our lives are so interconnected with animals as a whole that it's yeah. really important to have people who have that background knowledge and that understanding of yeah. animals and animal health. That's why it's so important too to have that. There's that, the One Health Initiative that's out there, right? Of teaming human medicine and veterinary medicine together to yeah. kind of collaborate and figure these things out so and that's what's going on right now right because now there was back on uh february 27th there was a dog that tested positive for the coronavirus and it was a week positive and as of right now it's unclear what that week positive necessarily means mm-hmm. and then i guess they they did keep him quarantined this dog who oh, i assumed it was a him I don't know if it's Did you he just or assume she? the animal's gender? I did. <laughs> in this world of PC culture, you are in trouble. I know. Um, <laughs> the animal. It's... The animal. Yeah. <laughs> he. Uh, I'm just gonna say he. It's fine. The, yeah, the dog. <laughs> um, also tested a second time as positive. The dog, since being quarantined, has not shown any clinical signs 
no sickness or anything like that. So as of right now, it's unclear what that means to veterinary medicine, which I know people don't like the the unknown, right? Yeah. But in a way, that still doesn't still have me too worried because the dog's not acting sick. Mm-hmm. Was it possible, like any other colds, this is why even I tell people when you are sick, it's pretty critical to just wash your hands, don't sit and snuggle your dog, don't sit and kiss, just like even if you had a human your human to human contact, you don't want to be sharing your cold germs yeah. with them. That we can spread our, you know, our colds, our viruses to one another. Does it necessarily mean though that they're gonna get it? Not all the time, because that's not how it works within species all the time. But sometimes but they, they can. can. Yeah. And what's more often is that we spread stuff to our pets, not 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 the other way around because we get sick and then we introduce it into the house, right? And we can wash and our hands, can... but your ducks <clears throat> can't, yeah. or, you know, yeah. so much. Yeah, exactly. So, but you can share even colds and stuff with your dog, but do they have the same clinical signs? Not all the time because viruses can sometimes be kind of species specific too, and it only affects them. In very vague terms. But, like I said, if you're sick, don't. It's hard not to when you're home. And if you, good for you if you can stay home. Yes, stay home. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other scary thing in my mind is I I think of, oh, geez, what if there's like fast food people or people at restaurants that can't stay home because they're yeah. sick yeah so i mean you know that's a way to spread you were getting through college you you were a waitress and i mean at a certain point we relied on you going to work because we needed the money to get by i mean yeah. it, you know we were poor college students yeah. and uh working you know being smart about it was one thing but some people are going to say i can't miss work today and mm-hmm. i got well my my throat's a little sore but i'm okay uh, well, that's how it spreads. And then you're I mean, serving food. Yeah, and you, you may even be doing the best you can, but yeah. you're just putting yourself out there and putting that chance out there. So, yeah. And that's one of the concerns that they're having with COVID-19 is is just how, like, just how easily it's spread. Mm-hmm. And I guess that um, I think this happened. This is true with a lot of colds, but you're more likely to spread it before you even have symptoms, yeah. right? Um, and this Usually is... you are shedding the virus, and this is kind of in, I guess, vague terms, General but terms. usually a couple of days before you even sh- yeah. you're showing symptoms. They don't know that time period yet for no. the coronavirus, which is then also tricky, but they will. They'll yeah. eventually yeah. know. And With how contagious out. it is, though, I haven't heard any specific numbers, but they're saying it's it's probably more so. Like the likelihood that you have it several days before you show symptoms is yeah. probably there um, mm-hmm. because of that. Cause they're just, and Which they're, is they're the sneaky part about viruses. Yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> they're crazy. Smart little buggers. The, the, yeah, they were saying um, there was, I was on listening to the radio today and they were, they had let somebody go. They, they, they're making them do three separate individual tests oh. to do. So they have to take one pass, wait a day, take one pass, Wait a day, take one pass in order to be released. And so, I mean, we they had there was that cruise line that was they were held 
for two weeks. Two weeks. All right. Yeah. And, it, and that's all because it's the like, if somebody has it, we can't just give them 48 hours because they're anticipating the fact that it's actually taking a week before you show, show symptoms, mm-hmm. um, which is scary. <laughs> and that, you know, like I'm not buying into the like, Oh, freak out COVID-19. It's something worth knowing. And it's something to be worried about to the degree of like any other cold. But, uh, but yeah, the fact that you could have it for potentially a week, that's a little like, yeah, uh, yeah. that's a good uh, amount of time. Yeah. And, and a week is, and is an extreme, um, cause like you said, they don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, the fact that they don't know is probably why people are kind of freaking out a little bit. Um, all right. So you talked about viruses being sneaky buggers. Um, I have to do this. I've done the research for it, and it was kind of intriguing. This is a history-ish podcast. So um, <laughs> I wanted to do a deeper dive into coronavirus as a whole, which I actually thought was really cool because it gave me some insight into into what coronavirus is and how how we kind of um maybe misinterpret when why the news is such a pain in the butt saying oh the coronavirus well if you knew just this much right just a percentage mm-hmm. you'd still be concerned but you'd be able to go okay you know let's we have to try and just be smart about it let's be respectful and... to it yeah so you're going to have to help um kind of translates a little part of this beginning so the coronavirus gets its name because the virus as a whole when you look at it in a microscope it's like got it's a circular look and it has these like ridges around the edge or like one of the, somebody said they kind of look like clubs around the edge mm-hmm. around around the fringe it looks like, like spiky ridges um so it kind of looks like a crown so corona in, in latin means crown there's also a greek word that's kind of like corona ish uh, that that means crown or wreath as well so this circular thing with a bunch of like little spikes or ridges around it mm-hmm. and so um so they lo- they were able to identify this and they said oh it looks like a crown well the people who originally found it it's uh the, ready for this name david arthur john tyrell everything he's published in it is D-A-J Tyrell. <laughs> if my whole name was that long, I would do the same thing. Yeah. Um, so David Arthur John Tyrell and M.L. Bino, and it took me 25 minutes to find David Arthur John Tyrell's whole name. After about five, I stopped on M.L. Bino. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they were able to, and this is where you're going to have to uh, translate for me, they were able to replicate... Um, or recreate a virus that was found in a hem- human embryonic tra- tracheal organ culture from an adult with a common cold. So what did they do? <laughs> they cultured it in an embryonic culture from an adult. <laughs> I felt like you just used a word tracheal? to define a word. like you. <laughs> yeah. Define happy. Um feeling happy <laughs> okay so they got like some sort of swab or sample from maybe the throat the of respiratory tract okay so not throat throat would the, mean the, like, like esophagus or not or the, the nope. windpipe or something yep. right okay windpipe is the trachea. Yeah. um and so they got they got it from there they put it on a petri dish that had some embryonic culture. yeah it's something just a or culture. another okay perfect awesome they, they were may able or may to not have used a dish but yes whatever yeah <laughs> so they were able to from that um they were able to pull uh, and identify these very specific like 
looking circular things and they yep. were saying hey that's do you a, know what they use to identify that um an electron microscope i just got a high five <laughs> <laughs> uh it's because my third bullet point they talk about that oh, so <laughs> they were able to <laughs> they so were able to identify <laughs> it i knew what an electron microscope okay. was before this okay. Okay. um they called it b814 they then found a bunch of like college kids who were dumb enough to do this they were able they were to poor replic- med students poor med students probably <laughs> uh we've been there they were able to replicate it, put it into like a nose spray, and they were able to spray it into people's noses. Um, and and ju- reiterate the time. Uh, this was in uh, 1965. So that's when this would be legal. It would be okay to do this. Yeah, these <laughs> these kids were volunteering themselves, these these college students. But uh, so they sprayed it into a bunch of people's noses, and almost every one of them came down with. The same cold that the guy had that they got it from. Uh, so they were able to say, this thing is this. the thing that's making people sick, right? Yeah. And so that was the first um, documented discovery of uh, of the coronavirus um, in 1965. They then, um, other scientists were, were doing similar research and they were able to find uh, something else at the same time too, which was kind of cool. So they were able to say, so this thing is the thing that's causing the cold. And then... Um, and then David Tyrell and other scientists just after that were able to perform an electron microscope um, on the fluid from an organ culture uh, that was infected by the B814. And then um, they were able to identify, they were able to take that. And then they um, were looking at cells from, let's see, is uh, bronchitis. Let's see. They found, I'm going to. Do, yeah. do you want me to read it? <laughs> They found, yeah, I'm, I'm actually reading one line ahead and getting myself all mixed up. So they're, uh, they were able to identify um, a virus cell from uh, bronch- a bronchitis virus found in chickens. Mm-hmm. And they said that it looked like a pleomorphic membrane coated and covered with widely spaced club-shaped surface projections. So that sounds kind of like the circular with ridges right so it's the coronavirus so so uh let me put this into so simplistic that was language. was that the turkey it was a chicken or a turkey? it was a chicken so they were able to so these other researchers found the bronch bronchial virus in the chickens mm-hmm. and they identified that and then they compared it to tyrell's discovery of the virus in the humans and they were like wait these two things are the same right and so they yep. were able to then say so is the thing in the chicken causing the thing in the human to be sick, right? So they were kind of connecting the dots a little bit. Now, to the be fair... The thing in the human or the human? The human. <laughs> it's good catch. The thing in the chicken, is it causing the human to be sick, right? Yes, you're right. Um, which is a really big discovery because then they can start to talk about how, well, then, or, or does not just this chicken but other animals have similar types of viruses and are those things impacting humans? Yeah. Right. Which is a pretty big discovery really, when you think about what that impacts going forward. So between uh, 1968 and 1969, Tyrell was uh, leading a group of virologists who were also studying infectious bronchitis virus, mouse hepatitis virus, and transmissible 
gastroenteritis virus of swine. Um, All of them had the same morphological attributes. Um, So like they looked the same Mm -hmm. as the other virus that they found on the electron microscope in the human initially. So that was their like, boom, aha, look at this thing. Yeah, Yeah. they look the same, which is really cool. So at that point, Tyrell proposed that uh, they were the same. And then as of that, they were the same genus specifically. And then by 1975, um, it was accepted kind of worldwide scientific in the scientific community that uh, that these things be placed into the same or similar category called coronavirus right mm-hmm. so that's where when we go back to the, our initial conversation we say what is coronavirus well coronavirus is just this virus and it could be SARS it could be MERS COVID-19 it could probably be a hundred of other different types or strains of that gene but uh, Tyrell was able to discover that it exists in all different types of species, including, you know, all different humans or animals and humans, yeah. and then they're crossing over and impacting each other, mm-hmm. right? And so then we fast forward to a couple of months ago, somebody in a market they were they know them they know the food market that this was found in in China, and uh, and then so they were able to identify that they're ninety percent sure I made up that percentage that it came from some bats. <laughs> so this bat most percentages. 75% are made up on the spot. I was going to say 98. 97% actually percent are made up on the spot. Okay. So um, they're, they're 93.5% sure that this bat, oh this bat had some sort of coronavirus and then the humans touched it and then it turned into the COVID-19. That's super oversimplified, unpublishable <laughs> statement made in the whole wide world. Yeah. But I mean, that's where, that, that's what happened, right? And then now we have this huge worldwide spread. So... There's your history of what coronavirus is. As and now a whole. it's more impactful because of all the travel and how yes. rapid things can spread now Correct. because of how fast we can travel Correct. from place to place. And because of, I mean, not to get super political or whatever, but like everything on freaking American uh, soil is shipped here from China. <laughs> <laughs> and so then the argument is just like, so that human interaction that's happening, right? And then it does it, can it live on products and in boxes and in materials that are being packaged and shipped? And so yeah. we're in, I mean, the world is small compared to what it used to be. We can get places in a heartbeat and, uh, and that is, makes it scarier to a certain degree. So, mm-hmm. all right, there it is. There's nice my two more cents. convenient in a way, but then, yeah. In, er, in times like this, you, it's kind of sketchy. When you think of disease spread. Yeah. 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 So what kind of other information did you feel? I, I feel like a relief. Like I felt so good to talk about like for a minute. Um, what, what other kind of things were you get whatever you need off your chest? I, uh, but for me, that felt good. But you said you had some other things you want to talk about with human or animal yeah, relationships. So there is a, so there's not a vaccine for humans right now they're working on it they're in human trials actually Mm -hmm. which by the way so fast freaking crazy fast yeah it's impressive it's impressive the science and technology and everything of the discoveries that scientists are making every day jacob are scientists haven't made a discovery in (laughs) 53.5 years I'm 98 percent sure i'm 95.3 percent sure anyway that they have but it's just impressive. But there, so there is for all the questions that I I haven't gotten 
as many as I thought, but then I've, I've seen some veterinary colleagues and stuff and talking with them and whatnot of some questions that people have more for the veterinary portion of it. Right. Um, so yeah, we know like this much right now of the impact of they the can't veterinary see your hand, field. but you have your two fingers like bit. a quarter of like an inch apart. Quarter of an inch. Like Who a uses inches? tenth of an inch. Like a centimeter. <laughs> no. How big is a centimeter? I don't know how big a centimeter. centimeter. A centimeter, centimeter and like big. and like millimeters. That's like, like a one four centimeter. Millimeters. One centimeter is like a half a milliliter, right? No. <laughs> Continue. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, it's a so half a meter. So next time we're going to talk about... <laughs> the rest of the world just needs to get it. up to speed with us. <laughs> no. Our system makes way more sense. Nope. Because it's um, the only system I've ever been taught, so that's why it makes more sense. Continue. That's a centimeter. Anyways. She, nobody can see your hand. She's putting her hand in a little hook and from so her I've second measured, to her third I've knuckle. Had to measure, I've measured my whole finger... And I know that my finger from my first knuckle to the tip of my finger is seven centimeters. That is so random. But it's my measuring tool. <laughs> Wait, there is a measuring tool. It's called a ruler. I don't always have a ruler in my pocket and a wiggling dog isn't going to wait for me to run. Hold on one second, dog. Let me run and grab my ruler. But I always have my index finger ready to go. My, yeah. That's what I was taught in school. So that way, then I can use it as a rough guesstimate. So anyways. It's, it's no longer called an index finger. It's called a ruler finger. Ruler finger. My ruler finger. Ready to go. <laughs> Continue. So anyways, there is the different coronaviruses. There are a lot of coronaviruses that impact my day-to-day for um, my patients. Luckily, not every day. But there is... The canine coronavirus, which is a gastroenteritis virus, meaning that it causes GI symptoms, so vomiting, diarrhea. And it's usually a thing in puppies. Luckily, we don't see it that often, and it's very mild in comparison to its counterpart, parvovirus. Coronavirus is an envelope virus, easy to kill, like we talked about, doesn't survive in the environment, that whole thing. Parvovirus is the opposite, where it's not enveloped, and that's why it's kind of scarier, because it can survive in the environment a lot. There used to be, and there's some that still will vaccinate puppies at a really young age for this, because it mainly affects only young, really young, young dogs, but honestly, we don't even really do that a lot anymore. Because the coronavirus really one, you're saying? Mm-hmm. It's really mild. There is a vaccine for dogs. We know we cannot give that to people because <laughs> it's for dogs. <laughs> there was somebody that was asked that. So I'm just going to put that out there. No, you cannot have the coronavirus vaccine for you that was made for a dog. <laughs> anyway, You're different. You're a little different. Yes. Another huge coronavirus um, is a feline coronavirus that also causes... Um, it this coronavirus, a lot of cats will shed in their poop, and it doesn't cause. That's how they get these. <laughs> so a lot of the gastroenteritis viruses they shed in their feces, 
And then the way you get it is fecal oral contamination. So fecal oral is the worst sounding combination of words <laughs> in existence. That is so gross. I know it's a thing. Ugh, anything that's fecal oral route. But you think about, I mean, like dogs and cats, they're I'm, gross, right? They and they sit gross. and they lick their butt. And we own and they... too many of them. I know. They're gross. <laughs> they're terrible. I don't know why so people So that's how it's a little bit easier for that yeah. to happen. Two, if you don't wash your hands properly, whatever, you scoop out the cat's litter box and then you go eat. That's how you can get Oof. it, too. There's got to be a better... We'll just call it the icky route. <laughs> Fecal <laughs> oral is so terrible the sounding. Route. The icky route. So, but any so in cats, the coronavirus in and of itself usually doesn't cause any symptoms, but they can shed this virus all the time. After they get exposed to it a lot, then sometimes this virus then can mutate into what we know as FIP, which is every feline. Um, I know this. I know this. Do you? I think I do. Haven't you told me about this before? Yeah. It's like uh, I'm be so impressed if oh, you remember it. Oh, hold on. I might, feline. Don't. That's the easy part. <laughs> um. Oh shoot. I really. I wish. I wish. I would pay so much money right now to have just pulled that off. <laughs> but it's not coming to me right now. I know I've heard the term. Please tell me what it is, though. I can't. Feline infectious. Infectious. Pair. Perry. Oh my gosh, I'm impressed that you're reading that. Peritonitis. Peritonitis. I, I totally, I knew it. I told you. See, you're just trying Thank to you. lip read while I was saying it. No, I was gonna. I was honestly, legitimately, I was gonna say periotonitis, but I don't. That's, that's close, not but thing. not quite. Anyway, so the feline infectious peritonitis virus, which then causes multi-organ failure in cats. There can be two forms of it to like make it really condensed reader digest version. There's a dry form and a wet form. And generally it's fatal. It's like usually without question it's fatal. And this is what I was telling you about the other night. Yeah. Is that that's why I, I hate FIP with a passion because there's nothing that I can really do about it. Yeah. It's just, until, sorry, everybody, this is what it is. Until recently. Science made a discovery in the last 53.2 years. <laughs> but there's been a lot of things now that um, some vets and some have sought after treatment um, for an antiviral medication that then cats have survived having FIP, which is crazy. But the uh, even crazier part now is this antiviral hasn't gone through testing, hasn't gone through drug trials, hasn't been like, you know, I guess proven and effective and safe. So you can't really so use it. can't. Yeah. But then there's a lot of people that are essentially finding it on the black market and getting it for their cats from these random places like some of them are from china and like all these crazy things and then giving it a try and some have had success i'm not gonna like i don't have the exact numbers yeah. but it's just something that i've thought of and it's like it's crazy that that's something that even when i was in school not that long ago yeah just a couple of years ago and it was like mm, this is fatal there's no treatments gotta put them down sorry yeah 
euthanasia as the treatment Yikes. option. But now, not but anymore. But now, well, but then the hard part is, is are these sources going to be reputable to get these things from? Are they just going to be taking your money because they claim that, oh, this is the antiviral that you should be using? And are you getting is it, it from safe? China and is then you're getting the use? coronavirus? Right. Yeah. No, but yeah, you're right. I mean, and that's I, what the, I've seen so many things even that just like, I guess, kind of comes to a good conclusion with this of everybody does get so fearful about these things that to those that are not as understanding or educated in immunology or virology that somebody claims, right? Clorox wipes claim kills coronavirus. coronavirus. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, oh. yes, that's awesome. It's such a cool mm-hmm. discovery. And it's like, well, it's always done that. Yeah, since, since the dawn and of now, Lysol, it yeah. has done that. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, you know, you just got to be careful about then claims of other things that, hey, this will kill the coronavirus. Yeah. And, but, but will it, you know, there's a few things out there that I've seen that it's like, there is an essential oil in some yeah. back pocket of some mom. But there's somebody out there who's going to claim, right, this lavender oil is going to kill coronavirus. I would be skeptical of that. Just <laughs> yeah, cause just we, be careful. You know what else, Will? Uh, dish soap, because you can wash your hands with it, and you mm-hmm. can clean off your sink. And I mean, you know, just yeah. be smart about hygiene. Go back to yeah, And just be careful days. where you put your money Wash and your, your time and everything with that yeah. but yeah because unfortunately people are dirty and they're gonna try and make money off of this which yep. is terrible but yeah, yeah. so all right least, well anything else that's, that's worth uh adding or bringing up no it probably good. don't probably don't ask your veterinary office to buy face masks too because yeah that's another that's not as There's, necessary. They're like at a huge shortage. And I was, uh, they were saying that the specifically like the elastic strap, the company yeah, that the makes loop. the elastic strap around it for your ears, mm-hmm. that they're like on 24 seven production, yeah. uh, to try and catch up because everybody has, so they like can't keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then and there's mixed big reports on that, whether it actually even does anything. Yeah. There's been a big thing too about, um, so I've, been getting updates in my email through the AVMA about this and regarding COVID-19 and even they had a little burp in there of like be aware that if something big does happen that there might be some medical supply shortages in veterinary medicine and that's the way it always seems to go is veterinary medicine is cut off first because I get it Humans hum, are a priority, hum, I guess. Human life first. <laughs> <laughs> to everybody else in the world, humans are first. To, but that's to just a thing that they've said that, you know, be prepared for that. And we deal with that a lot. When If there's ever drug shortages or whatever, then it's like, well, dang it. Now we have to find a, a different option because they put the priority on, on human supplies. And that's fine. But it is just something that even veterinary... Uh, staff and veterinary i guess field workers workers <laughs> i guess <laughs> need to be aware of too yeah. but as of right now there haven't been any like specific 
medical supply shortages because saying, of it, but there's potential of that happening because yeah. of the that mass pen, yeah. you know. There was a report Boy. today that's kind of vague, but there were, I mean, people are reporting a lot of stuff, so just take some things with a grain of salt, but um, if I, don't, I don't remember. Anyway, but they were saying that, that some estimates say that up to 70% of people could get um, COVID-19 at some point, which is an epically big statement, but let's say it's half that right? Let's say that they're off by half. That's still a big number. And yeah. if that's the case, and if uh, we do start to see people being more um, hurt by it, right? Like elderly or, or kids, uh, we may start to see some some, some health issues, some and quarantines some, and some mm-hmm. deaths, unfortunately. And it's, it's not okay. I don't want to, you know, that's, it's, but, but is it, is it enough to totally freak out about, um, it's, it's, you should take all the same precautions you would in cold and flu season. Right. But if those numbers are even half of what they're predicting, uh, yeah, we are in for some changes that are going to happen, right. Mm-hmm. That whether in your field medically speaking and in all fields, medically speaking, some people are saying culturally speaking that we're probably going to see it. We got the presidential election. People are saying it's going to change that. Are people going to stay home instead of voting in November if it's still an issue? Right. I mean, yeah. it, like that's, and, and whether that's true or not, I don't know, but it's a conversation. Well, and there's a lot of conspiracies that it was sure. because of it the was released. Year. Yeah. But, so. it, but there, you know, yeah, so it can it can impact your life a little bit, sure. Um, should it flip you upside down and turn you into a, uh, you know, a doomsday prepper? Um, probably not. Uh, you know, wash your hands, clean up after yourself. Um, don't rub your face on bats in China, and you should be okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about just don't rub your face on bats? How about you just don't eat bats? You... Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> I, I get cultural differences, but yeah, let's Their just stop that. Their markets are very different. <laughs> yeah, we did Chinatown in San Francisco, which I know is not the same, but uh, yeah, when the, lady frog. Was, when the lady was like flicking the belly of the frog. Like we, well, she was picking it cantaloupe. up like a picking up like a melon. Like, that's not one. And I wanted to really go walk up to her and be like, "Why did you put that one down? What's wrong with that one? How do you pick a good frog? I don't know. How do you pick a good bat? I don't know. I don't know either. And they're the allowed link. to like touch them and handle them. They and... do. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That makes a... my veterinary brain just like Ugh. wash yeah. your hands. Wash your hands wash after your hands. handling animals, people. Yeah. Don't those chickens coming up this spring are really cute. Oh yes. But wash your hands. Wash your hands. Don't snuggle with your roosters. Wash your hands. <laughs> People so, do it. People do it. For twenty seconds. Wash. Scrub your hands. Sing happy birthday. Sing happy birthday. Whatever song of is twenty seconds. <laughs> or just count to twenty. <laughs> One Mississippi. No, don't not right now. That's a <laughs> No, people don't want to hear that. Well, awesome. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. You know, we hope that you learned something new. I I hope you learned something new because we all learned something new. <laughs> we just um, had a venting session. That's all it was. We did. And I really hope you had a couple of laughs along the way. I felt like we were kind of on one. We need to record more often because I like felt like I had to get it all out. But I uh, <laughs> hope that you had some laughs along the way. Remember, you can find us on Instagram at Teacher Vet Podcast. We also have a Facebook page. Just search Teacher Vet Podcast and you'll find us there. If you like what you hear, tell your friends and spread the word. Also, we have a lot of topics and ideas that we wanted to be talking about and discussing. 
but we want you to be part of this and we want uh, you to be interested in what we we're talking about. We want your input. About. We want your input. So shoot us an email at Teacher Vet we Podcast. We haven't gotten an email, guys. It's been, we got one a while ago. Oh, did we? Yeah. But we. I didn't even know. Let me restate that. We got a request, but it wasn't an email. <laughs> we um, we also died for a couple of months That's there, so true. that didn't help. But uh, shoot us an email at teachervetpodcast at gmail.com. Um, tell your friends about it. We're back and uh, better than ever, maybe. <laughs> With that said, we'll see you next time. <laughs>